Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to the Monsters and Mixers podcast. We are your hosts. I am Amy. And I'm Emma. Why are you making that face? Why are you saying it like that? I thought I was going to be super profesh today. Okay. Did it not work? You're so professional. (laughs) A duo. Well, now I'm super (laughs) self-conscious. So thanks. Yeah. So we're back again. Um, We are going to bring you some true stories from hospitals. And I was thinking on what I would like to do for our next episode And I was trying to come up with like, what are some of the creepiest places you could go? And a hospital in general, I feel like just has like an antiseptic quality to it naturally anyway, and kind of a harshness and brightness. Plus they're not, unless you're having a baby, usually places of happiness. And the thing I think that makes hospitals the scariest is that if they are having any kind of paranormal thing happen there, you're kind of stuck. Like if you're in the hospital and they're doing some procedure on you and a ghost is in your room, you can't just get up and go, right? You're like a captive audience, I guess, would be the best way to put it. I mean, I feel like, yeah, I get what you're saying. I'm afraid of hospitals just in general because I'm terrified of doctors and medical things, but. Yeah, Emma has diagnosed herself with white coat syndrome, which I completely wholeheartedly agree. Diagnosed via blood (laughs) pressure that I have. White coat syndrome. Yeah. But yeah. Every time she goes to the, goes to the doctor, her blood pressure is astronomically high, but she doesn't have high blood pressure. No. So. Unless I like do things to calm myself down and then it's normal. Mm-hmm. But. As normal as you can be. Yeah. Which is not very normal. No. No. All right. Well, we are just going to go ahead and jump right into it. I scoured Reddit and looked high and low for some really scary, true haunted hospital stories. And these are told from people who work there. I think there might be one or two that are like secondhand stories from people that work there. So, but they are stories that are true because we all like true ghost stories, right? We also imagine that hospitals are probably a place for just like a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about like the amount of life that starts and ends in a hospital. And a lot of hospitals have been used as many things over the years. Like we've covered so many hospitals, Mm -hmm. like asylums and things that used to be a hospital. And like you said, there was a lot of death there. I mean, and also like, it's very rare that at least in where I've lived in my lifetime that you see like a new hospital being built. Like usually they're just like really old buildings that have just been there forever. Yeah. Like 
I'd never have really seen a building being built for the sole purpose of being a hospital. It's usually like buildings become hospitals either after they have already been something or like they were all built like a while ago. Like I've never seen construction of a new hospital. I'm thinking back to where we lived and all I can think of are new wings on mm -hmm. hospitals, not new. I don't remember a new hospital. No. Although the hospital where I was born was pretty new. But that was a long time ago, so that's yeah, still so that not a new hospital. Been, yeah, 20 years before I would have seen it. Yeah, I guess that is true. So, yeah, hauntings, probably lots of residual energy, lots of um, things. I mean, you also never know, like, what happens in hospitals with people that aren't even just patients. Like, some of the stories that I'm going to read involve, like, doctors and people that well i mean you also think about there. the exorcist mm -hmm. like they were exorcising people in the attic of hospitals <laughs> i don't think it was an attic just or like upstairs the yeah top floor of hospitals like for sure that energy is going to probably remain there or at least make it feel a little uncomfortable absolutely 100 percent. i have never been in a hospital and not been freaked out even after i was there just because i had had children mm -hmm. it still they're, they're scary to me. They're too open and there's too many dark places and just it not smells too clean. Yeah. Like fake clean. It is fake clean. Well, it's clean, clean. Well, but... I hope it's clean, yeah. clean, but it smells <laughs> just like when you're trying to put all kinds of chemicals on something to mask smell. Yeah. And more power to those of you who work in hospitals because it is not for me as much as I love scary things and scary movies and all the gory horror, real blood makes me want to pass out. I can't do it. So I applaud you. My sister is a nurse and I could not do the things she has to do on a daily basis. And I, I don't know. appreciate her gross stories. So if you're listening, stop it. All right. So the first story I have is called the man in purple scrubs and it is submitted by somebody with a less than tasteful username, but I'm going to say it anyway. So I apologize ahead of time. The Man in Purple Scrubs, submitted by Come In Me Bro. Mm. A little off, off you color. put underscores in there and <laughs> soften the blow. No yeah. pun intended. Uh -huh. uh, <laughs> All right. So their story is, I worked for a short time as an EMT who spent most of my time with transfers. I had a regular who was an older woman that I took to a dialysis center across town frequently. One day she was being moved and I was in the back with her. She looked under the weather, so I asked what was wrong. And she said a man in purple had been visiting her. I asked if he was a relative or a technician and she shook her head. She said the man would sit next to her during dialysis and stroke her hair. She's kind of sweet. Thinking this was strange, I asked the center text about such a person and no one had seen or remembered such a person. Visitors weren't really a thing at this center anyway, so I assumed the patient was imagining it. Well, one day we are actually heading to pick her up and on the way into the parking lot, I see through the window something that chills my heart to think about. It sent shivers up my spine at the time too. Like I immediately recognized it, but I swear to God, I saw a man in purple scrubs standing in one of the big windows watching us drive in. And when we pulled out of sight to go to the pickup door, we walked in to see a bunch of techs rushing to my transfer patient. The woman had just suffered a heart attack and we were unable to revive her even at the hospital she was rushed to. None of the techs in that place wore purple scrubs. 
Any thoughts on that one? It's very sad. I'm sorry that the woman lost her life, but I feel like uh, she was being comforted. So that's a plus. Yeah, but it said she looked under the weather and he asked her what was wrong. And that is what she replied was wrong. I think she was under the weather because she was sick and undergoing dialysis. But he said, like, I asked her what was wrong. And she said that a man in purple had been visiting her. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't... I guess I read it. Um, took a different meaning. I thought it was more of like a tender spirit. Sorry to be kicking. I mean, I'm sure if it's like just stroking her hair or whatever, it probably is. I mean, there's lots of stories on the man in black, never really the man in purple. It's probably just an maybe an doctor. old maybe an old person, like a person who worked there previously when they had purple scrubs. Well, you can wear whatever color scrubs you want, can't you? Sometimes, sometimes they have like a specific color per floor or. Something along those lines. <laughs> There's just someone who's just broke into the <laughs> hospital just as doctor in purple. Randomly stroking people's hair. Hey, I don't know about that. Rest in peace to her. Mm-hmm. Okay, speaking of the man in black, the next story is the man in black submitted by Anonymous. Way less disgusting mm-hmm. name. I used to work in a skilled nursing facility. I was usually assigned to the Alzheimer's ward. One night, I'm in the linen room stocking my cart, and I heard someone shuffle up behind me. Then I felt a hand on my shoulder. I turn around, and there was no one else in the room. The door was still shut, too. Another lady started to complain that a man was coming into her room at night. Again, Alzheimer's, so I didn't think much of it. So to reassure her, I told her I'd check on her throughout the night. She complained of this man every night for two more weeks when I asked her this, and when I asked her to describe him to me, She said, he's real handsome and wears a black suit. Oh, he's right behind you now, honey. That freaked me the fuck out. Of course, there was no one behind me. But she died the next night in her sleep. What is with? I'm trying to send me like spiraling. What is up with that? (laughs) What do you mean? It's like these people are starting to see these things and then they last like a day after. Yeah. There's a lot of. A lot of stories like about the man in black angel? visiting. No, the man in black is typically death. You know the Johnny Cash song, right? It's in my favorite horror movie of all time. Well, yeah, the Johnny Cash song, Man in Black, is about himself being a gothic cowboy. No. So I don't know. Think... It talks about death. Yeah, and the poor and the blind and the mm-hmm. sick. It's not about the man in the black. The Grim Reaper. Not, I think it is. They're no. all going to have to write in because I think Emma's misremembering. No, it's one of my favorite songs. It's literally him saying that, like, he'll forever wear black in the country music scene until the government starts taking care of lesser than people. All right. I'm going to have to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Don't quiz me on that. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so that's sad. It is sad. Yeah. Also, I'd be like, he's right behind me. Did this person live? How long did they live after? Like the was, freaking ring video. It was. You have seven days. I don't think it's seeing the man in black that kills you. I think the man in black comes before you die. As like some kind of a ferryman from this world to the other. But why? Why in a suit? I guess he takes his job very seriously and wants to look his best. Okay. <laughs> All right, so one common thing among people who are at the end of their life are um, hallucinations. And so I have a couple of stories. They're pretty short, but they're about shared hallucinations. Because it's one thing if you have someone who's telling you that they have seen these things and whatever, and it's just one instance. 
But what happens when you have the same thing being seen by lots of different people? Does that then make it less of a hallucination and more of a paranormal event? So I'm going to read and you can decide. Okay. So this is another one by Anonymous. LPN here. I work in a long-term care facility. A lot of palliative residents always claim to hallucinate either small dogs or children eating ice cream before they die. It's always facility specific too. At one facility I work at, I've had about six to seven residents claim to see a little girl eating ice cream. Then they die that night. I'm going to find that little shit because she is causing me so much paperwork. <laughs> That's fucked up, but yeah, maybe it's like comforting. When- like resorting back to like innocence maybe like in your like last i mean we see that a lot like people who are specifically like with memory loss like old age and stuff like that like they typically resort back to like their youth yeah like youthful things and things that like remind them of like innocence maybe but the fact that they're not seeing themselves to me indicates it's something else they're seeing a little girl. They're not seeing themselves as a little girl, nor do we know if all these seven patients were well, no, female. That's not what I was saying. I was saying maybe they're having these like hallucinations because like your brain tries to like, your brain doesn't, can't comprehend like your own death. So maybe it's like just trying to like force feed you like these things that are like comforting. Maybe. I just find it very coincidental that they're all seeing the same thing the day before they die. That seems. She said it's super common. Small dogs or children. Yeah. I I don't know. Like the small dogs, like I mean, are we talking like puppies or like chihuahua? Wiener, wiener dogs. <laughs> because if it's puppies, then I would assume like once again, like the I think like the most innocent thing you can think of on this earth. Mm-hmm. It's like a little kid eating ice cream and a puppy. I mean I guess it definitely maybe be comforting. Unless mm-hmm. you know that everybody else is seeing that also and then you're like, Oh no oh, God. I saw her. She's eating the rocky road. It's actually just a kid in there the one time eating ice cream. Oh, it feels bad to laugh about that. I but. know. All right. More shared hallucinations. This one from you, username RN Waitress. Oh, she's a nurse waitress. Okay. Oh, gosh. Or he, sorry. No, waitress would be female. Okay. About two years ago, we, we treated patients during a fungal meningitis outbreak. Sorry, Emma. I'm as terrified of meningitis. I should have not. The bacterial kind, it's okay. Okay. Our acute care floor has a census of 20. And for those of you who don't know, I know this from my nurse sister. That means that they can have 20 patients at a time. During this, at least 10 to 15 were meningitis patients, age ranging from 20s to 90s. There are no shared rooms and all the patients were in isolation, no contact with one another. Many of them had the same hallucinations children in the corner of their rooms and auditory hallucinations of religious music. Kind of strange. So this was a comment on this actually um, from something Python. I had bacterial meningitis and had similar hallucinations. Kids voices talking to me, people walking around my room, staring at me like I was naked in a train station. My dad later assured me he was the only one there. It continued randomly for a few weeks after I left the hospital. I put it down to all the drugs they were giving me, but it seriously fucked me up for a while. I can imagine that would be really creepy. It's like it's like the meningitis is the common thread here. Then maybe the medicine they give them does make them legitimately hallucinate. Yeah, but 
I get what you're saying, but I'm thinking that the hallucinations of the same thing is what no medicine can make you hallucinate the same thing as everybody else. Like everyone's mind's going to hallucinate differently. Right. Yeah. It says many of them have the same hallucinations, though. Not all of them. Are you just going to sit here and try and poke holes <laughs> in every one I'm of my stories? I'm just saying, like, maybe the medicine that they give you. I mean, back, meningitis is fucking terrible. Oh, yeah. And wreaks absolute havoc on, like, every neuroceptor of your body. So I just wonder, like, what your brain is going through. Yeah, I mean, it's... When you're doing... Going I'm sure that. there's lots of reasons why it could be. But like, I want a story from someone who's not deathly ill or on the verge of dying. Well, they're not going to be in a hospital. People who work likely. there. All right. <laughs> what? You just got to keep poking holes. I'm not poking holes. I just would find more validity. Okay. If it wasn't someone who's like, has a fever of 105. All right. Well, this is from someone who has three, I believe. Yep. Three different stories. So... They were not sick. These are all things that they witnessed as they were working there. Once upon a time, there was a little old lady with dementia who never really understood how to work her hospital call light. According to her nurses, she was a very sweet old lady. If she needed help, she would tiptoe over to the neighbor's hospital room and politely ask him to ring the call light for her. Luckily for both the old lady and the nurses, the kind man was completely lucid and was always willing to lend a hand. Unfortunately, the nice old lady passed away due to an issue with her pancreas at exactly four in the afternoon. Just a few hours later, while the old lady's family was saying their goodbyes, the gentleman from the next door turned on his call light. The nurses scurried to his bedside where the man explained to the nurses that the old lady is ready for bed now. Considering that this man was only in the hospital recuperating from a kidney infection and did not suffer any type of cognitive illness that would interfere with his perception of reality, his comment sent chills down the spines of the nursing team. But what made it even more creepy was the man went on to explain to a CNA that the old woman had snuck into his room just a few minutes before and pressed the call light button herself. According to this man, the old lady was wearing a white robe and her rosary beads. The icing on the creepy cake is that when her body was finally moved from the hospital to the funeral home, a few of her nurses attended the cer ceremony. The sweet and delicate little old lady laid peacefully in her open casket dressed in a white gown holding her rosary beads. It's kind of sweet. Mm hmm Kind of sweet and also kind of creepy. She's like, hey, one last call light. We're going to do it. And I can do it myself this time. Nope, I'm strong enough mm -hmm. now. Yeah. It's kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. Still kind of creepy, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would be really creepy to experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he mm -hmm. had no idea. He was probably scared shitless when they were like, um, actually, funny thing. She's dead. She's no longer here. <clears throat> All right, second story. The building I work in sits on the same site as the old nursing home in town. It was brought bought out by a nonprofit, torn down, and rebuilt into the building I work in now. The old building had a very friendly lady that worked in the kitchen as a cook. She worked there until she retired. A few years later, she had a stroke and came to live in the new building. She had vascular dementia pretty badly and would find her way into the kitchen all the time. And we had to guide her back to her room. She died about a year ago. Ever since she passed, strange things happened in this kitchen. 
You can hear fridge doors open and slam closed. You can hear water running, things fall. I've watched the lights turn on and off, etc. There's always cold spots in the kitchen in different spots every night. One night took the cake though. A CNA was in the kitchen getting chips to stock when she said the walk-in freezer door op came open and she watched a dark smoke-like outline walk out, stop, turn to her, wave, and disappear. She still won't go into the kitchen. I offered her $100 once and she refused. I'm not sure I blame her. That sounds like a lot of poltergeist activity. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think that poltergeists are like spirits who were once living? Huh? I think that like poltergeists are spirits who were once living because don't a lot of people not think that? I mean, I'm not sure I subscribe to the current theory that poltergeists are manifestations of teenage rage hormones, which is like what a lot of, have you heard that? Ooh. Lots of people think that like most poltergeist activity, if you watch like some of the ghost shows, they try to say that it's something that like some kind of telekinesis that happens like when, yeah, when teenagers are like extra hormone ragey. Yeah. Okay. How have you never seen this? We watch the That's same stuff. insane. Yeah. What's I that? would more be more likely to believe <laughs> that it was like a legitimate spirit that never existed on this earth as a human being than I would believe that. Most people previously believed that poltergeists were more akin to demonic entities. If that's or just like it, like even in the movie Negative. Poltergeist, it was like a a house that was on the foundation of so much like. It was on an Indian burial yeah, ground. Yeah, negative Eve. Native like, American burial ground. Like sorry. dark energy that it just, that's where it all went. Yeah. Corrected myself. I only said that because <sighs> that's what they called it in the movie. But Native American. I hope if I ever become a ghost that I can do things like that. Well, yeah. I, I want to throw do. shit around. I wouldn't want to just be like, ooh. Man, that's so boring. I want to be able to like open doors yeah. and. I want to play like peekaboo. And... <laughs> Scare the shit out of people. <laughs> yeah. Or be like the guy in the purple scrubs and at least offer some comfort. You can do both. Yeah. Scare bad people. Comfort good people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Um, third story. Same user still. It was an anonymous user. So my wife was pregnant and we had our C-section scheduled early because she had. We. I hate that verbiage. She had her. Oh, stop it. I was like, what are you even talking about? I haven't even said we. I had to go back and scan for it. I'm going to start over because I was rudely interrupted by Emma trying to think men don't have any claim to their C-sections. They don't. My wife was pregnant and we had our C-section <laughs> scheduled early because she had poly polyhydraminose. That's close as I can get. Polyhydramnios? Yeah, whatever Emma said. And our son was measuring at 11 pounds at 36 weeks. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh my God, that poor woman. As they say, holy huge alien baby. He was only 10 pounds when he was born though. Yeah. That's, only. <laughs> so I'm guessing that poly whatever is that condition where babies just get really big. The hospital we decided on was only two blocks from our house, but very old and very institutional looking. The OB unit was one very long hallway with rooms on either side and a nurse's station in the middle. Our son was born and we spent the next three days in the unit. When we came up to the unit, we noticed another couple was in one of the birthing suites at the opposite end of the hallway from us. 
We heard that baby crying every day at completely appropriate intervals from the duration of our stay. It would cry for three to four minutes every one to two hours like clockwork. When we were being discharged home, we asked the nurse if the other couple on the unit had a boy or a girl. The nurse gave us a puzzled look and told us that we were the only couple on the unit. The other couple was discharged before our son was even born. We're going to another hospital if we have another child. Sad. Sad and scary. Yeah. All right. This is the last one we're going to read before we take a break. Um, trigger warning and does talk about miscarriages. So if that is something that bothers you, then you can skip forward to after the break, probably about three, four minutes. Okay. My wife has had two miscarriages since our son was born. This last Christmas day, we took our son to the site at the cemetery where the unborn babies were buried. It had just snowed the night before, so the whole ground was covered with fresh snow. We couldn't even drive into the cemetery yet because it hadn't been plowed. So we parked on the road. This is a very rural cemetery with maybe 100 plots. When we walked into the cemetery, there was a single set of very small footprints, a child's for sure, that led through the gate and weaved through the gravestone stones directly to the spot where our babies were buried and stopped. The prince did not turn around and go back or lead anywhere else in the cemetery. They simply walked to that burial spot and stopped. The second we got to the spot that our babies are buried, it started to snow the biggest, most beautiful snow, snowflakes I've ever seen. We said a little prayer, my wife cried a bit, and we walked back to the truck. It stopped snowing again by the time we got to the truck. Crazy. It's a very sweet story. Very sad and sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Really like, how big feet are we talking? I don't, apparently baby feet. Children feet. I don't know. Huh. All right. So that, <laughs> <laughs> we are going to take a little break and we will be right back. Okay, and we are back from our brief break. We only have a few more stories to bring to you today. The next set, um, I named it Three Deaths and Three TVs because it seems to be pretty appropriate. So this, stare this scary story comes from a nurse working in the adult oncology unit. According to this RN, her department is generally where patients go to, quote, live out their final days and transition into hospice care. She goes on to explain that her particular hospital unit experiences the most, most deaths compared to any other unit in the hospital because some of the patients don't make it to hospice care. As a result, many nurses from different floors refuse to visit the adult oncology wing because of reported paranormal activity that has occurred there. Yet, as per this RN, the nurses working in the adult oncology unit, quote, love their jobs and explain that there is so much love that goes on between the nurses and our patients. We get to know them very well. It's no surprise, therefore, that the nursing team started to make observations about a pattern of death that their patients followed. In other words, patients seem to die in threes on this particular oncology floor. One night after two patients had passed on, a beloved patient in room eight who was held dear in the hearts of the entire adult nursing unit, ended up dying, proving once again that death comes in threes. The next morning, a new patient was in the dead patient's room. 
The RN began her orientation with the new patient and started to explain how the TV remote control worked. Before the RN could finish explaining, the TV turned on by itself and started flicking between channels vigorously with the volume on high. Totally spooked, the RN tried to turn off the TV, but it stayed on. Finally, the nurse was able to turn off the TV manually and was relieved to find that the new patient didn't even notice what had occurred. Later that day, the nurse ran into a fellow nurse at the nurse's desk, <laughs> lots of nurses there, who was looking for a replacement remote control. When the nurse asked her colleague what they were doing, her colleague answered, the remote and TV is acting up in room X and Y, the same rooms where the other two patients had died the night before. So three different rooms, all the patients had passed and all the TVs and remotes were acting up. So a little bit of residual energy, maybe not quite worked itself out of the Do you want to watch their room? TV? Huh? Do you want to watch their TV? Yeah. We all know how it's their room. people <laughs> are with their television and their shows. <laughs> Got to watch programs. All right. Uh, this is called Ghost Boy, and it's from a deleted account. Also, hold on. Sidebar, that would be a horrible job to have to work. That's what you're like, I'm sure people like enjoy it, and it's rewarding what your aunt stacy did for years and she loved it it just has to be so like mentally exhausting and that's eventually why she quit because it started taking a toll on her because they very similar i almost kind of wonder if it might be somebody who worked with her um her floor had lots of paranormal activity that they always told stories but not only were they the cancer floor the oncology floor for people who were very very sick but they also took the overflow patients from other floors that were probably not going to make it because they were the most skilled nurses with caring, like doing end of life care. And so, so many people had died. And I think she told me before it was like room nine that none of them would go into because they didn't like to put people in that room. There tended to be a higher instance of um, fatalities of people that went into that particular hotel or hospital room. And the only time they ever put someone in there was when they were full. And they really hated it. They said they felt like people were watching them all the time. It was like weirded them out big time. So I think this is a, one of those cases of such concentrated energy and sadness and death. Oh, it's like constant. It's like a revolving door of mm -hmm. death. Yeah. No chance for like things. You to... get rid of or get rid of one patient dies and then that room's open for another person who either makes it to hospice care or doesn't. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, just awful. Be very, very sad. I, I, I think it could also be like somewhat rewarding too, because you play such a vital role in like people's final time on earth. But yeah, I could see how you could take um, solace in knowing that you help people transition mm -hmm. peacefully for sure. I'm very thankful for the people that do that and choose oh, yeah. that as their passion. So, all right. Ghost boy deleted account. Before my days as a nurse, I was a housekeeper at a hospital that was about 400 beds. We had this one unit, 4 North, that was basically an overflow unit, unofficial hospice. Now, most of the time that the unit was closed on the weekends, the nurses there would float to the adjacent units. If the unit was closed for the night, I basically had to go through, pull any trash left over from the day shift and clean bathrooms. Now, at the end of the hallway, there is a family break room. So I'm going through pulling trash and I see a kid at the end of the hallway. He's about five to seven years old, black hair, and his right arm is in a cast. Once I notice him, 
He goes down into the lounge. I figured that a family was on another unit and they were taking him to a closed lounge so he could run around and burn off some energy. So I'm working my way down the hallway, pulling trash, and I get to the lounge. It's empty. Totally empty. No one passed me going down the hallway. At this point, I'm pretty freaked out and I'm trying to convince myself that a family passed me that I didn't see. I haul my cart out of there and find a nurse that normally worked on nor for North. I told her my story and she replied that the floor was indeed haunted. I avoided taking that shift whenever I could in the future. Well, it's a little arm in a cast. <laughs> well, I know. Yeah, I didn't know that. I never even thought about casting things. Hmm. I'm taking a drink, so you got to talk. No, pissed. I, I broke my <laughs> leg in seventh grade and had a cast up to my hip. For a little bit of time. You know how upset I would be if that was just how I was forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'd be really annoying. Maybe he was like a little kid who broke his arm a lot. like Or like was always hurt when he was younger. So it was like his signature. Kind of like his, his little cast was like his little signature. Maybe. I don't know. It's a much better way to look at it than a poor five-year-old who's perpetually stuck with a broken arm. Maybe. Possibly. All right. Um, we have another haunted call button. Uh, user deleted again. <laughs> I, I don't understand that. I guess people just... A lot of Reddit accounts are like throwaway accounts too. Like people like will have like five accounts at a time. Some of these stories were also very old. Mm -hmm. And, and so I almost wonder just... if like the accounts like auto delete after a certain amount of like inactivity. Maybe. All right. So haunted call button by anonymous deleted. A few of the um, PSAs, cleaners, at my hospital say that one ward is haunted. Lights flicker on and off, linen cupboards slamming shut or open. I used to think there was probably a mundane explanation for it all. But when it happens to you, nothing can explain the creepy feelings away. I worked in a nursing home before I graduated. I did the occasional night duty at 4 a.m., I sat in the nurse's station and I knew that the RN on duty that night had gone to the other side of the building. Outside the nurse's station, there was a big panel of glass. I heard someone walking down the hall with their walking frame. I'm not sure what that means, but. Oh, it's like a Oh yeah, like walker. The, the walker. Okay. I looked up at the pane of glass and just caught a glimpse of someone's reflection as they went around the corner out of sight. I'm reasonably sure I saw it. Most likely I saw it. I got up and walked down the hall and couldn't find anybody. I knew most of the residents. No one was particularly fast or agile. I expected to catch someone who had gotten out of bed and gone wandering. No one. I checked all the nearby rooms, all in bed. I rang the RN. She said she was nowhere near on the other side of the building having a coffee, and she wasn't the type to play pranks anyway. Very confused, I started walking back to the nurse's station when the call bell rang. It was a lady in room 16. Let's call her Mrs. Smith. Mrs. Smith never rang the bell, ever, not even during the day. She just didn't, didn't want to bother anyone. I glanced at the monitor in the nurse's station, one that told us how many times a resident had rang the bell and how long they had been waiting for a nurse or caregiver to answer. She had rang 22 times in two minutes as I was walking back to the nurse's station. I actually ran to her room thinking she was in trouble. When I got there, 
she was asleep. Her call bell was hanging on the wall. I later told the nurse about the strange events and she said, oh, don't worry, dear. That's probably just one of our residents, resident ghosts. To this day, I remember these events with a mixture of there's a good explanation and what the hell. I would definitely be on the what the hell side because there's definitely not a good explanation for a call bell going off 22 times hanging on the wall. In two minutes. Mm -hmm. Angel numbers. <clears throat> Don't you start coughing. We just had to take a little impromptu pause because I could feel a hellacious coughing spell coming. But I'm better now. I'm back. <laughs> All right, last story that I have for you all today is called No Loud Noises, and it's submitted by Trustness, and it starts out, I'll keep it simple. We have two rooms side by side that I believe have some weird energies. Most relevant experience that makes this belief more concrete. Okay, so some background info. Small, old, rural hospital. It's an ortho-neuro post-op unit. Has 70... 70 nurses, um, been there about two weeks. All right. So my cough jumped from Emma. So we had a pause yet again. Not sure what's going on, but you're all right. I, yeah, I think, I think we're okay. Um, but while she was um, coughing it out real good, I actually was looking at what I was trying to read and I need to go back anyway because I was all kinds of messed up. All right. So the patient was a 70s nurse so 70 year old nurse that was in there had been in about two weeks due to some complications during 3 a.m rounds i find her awake seeming a little stressed out she denies any needs and as i leave the room she says be careful i stop and ask her what she said why she said that to me i don't want that man to get angry at you I'm immediately in what the fuck is going on mode. I ask her, who was this man? What does he look like? Why would he be angry at me? She is shaking and crying at this point. There's a man that sits by my bed sometimes. I never see him come in. I just wake up and he's in there. At this point, she is really, really upset and truly believes this is a real person. Whenever anything beeps, he slaps his hand over over my ears and it hurts so bad. He never says anything. He just hurts my ears. So now I am totally flipping out mainly because I immediately remember a patient from two or three years ago who told me the exact same thing. And at the time I assumed she was confused due to a history of dementia. It was just a very specific thing, the ear slapping. And that's how I ended up remembering it. That would be so creepy. Have somebody tell you that and then mm -hmm. someone else a couple years later tell you the same thing. Mm -hmm. Freaky. When like probably for the, those years you thought it was like a very reasonable explanation to like explain it away. Yeah. Oh, poor lady. You know, that's what you would be thinking. Yeah. And then you have somebody else who's not in there for any kind of cognitive um, slippage or anything. And they're telling you the same story. I'll be getting my sage out and trying to drive that. Mm -hmm. Bad man away. Also, like the the WTF is going on mode for me immediately would be like, is there someone in here who right. should not be in here? Yeah, that's like, what, I'd be terrified. I'm sure that's what they were like, thinking. Like, like, yeah, it's like, did someone sneak in here and is like hurting with you? you? Yeah, why is somebody coming in here hurting? And are you? they gonna hurt me? Like the way you're acting makes me think that they might come for me next. Yeah, absolutely. 
It is not okay. And judging by how that woman was speaking about it, she kind of thought he was a real person. Yeah, and she was terrified. That's so scary. And or, mean. Why are you hitting me? Covering, slapping, I'm assuming covering the ears up to try and help she them. She said, and it hurts so bad. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's all she weird. smacking the shit out of her. When anything beeped in a hospital, it was probably every 30 seconds. Oh my <laughs> God. Lady. Yeah. He's a victim. I know. All right. So other things that also happen in the same room are electrical malfunctions, such as the code button alarming when no one's near it. The call light going off when there is no patient and no bed in the room. Um, this has happened twice while I was there and not. And one of those times, the whole unit was closed and I was just passing through it. So could be an ex-patient, could be, who knows, somebody that had, I don't know, Why is had it some not connection. Like Your guess is as good as mine. I have zero clue. No clue at all. All right. That is it for me for my haunted hospital stories for today. Um, anything you want to talk about before we go? No. Excuse me. Sorry, I was yawning. No. Not really. Okay. Well, thanks for listening to the Monsters and Mixers podcast. If you have any spooky stories, we'd love to hear them. Yeah, the other day I was just talking about how much I wish it was October. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's only May. Yeah. We got a long... It's almost June, though. We're getting close. Mm-hmm. It's May 29th. Yeah. Which is crazy songs. Yeah, it is crazy. A little kooky. All right. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on our socials. If you do have a story, paranormal or otherwise, that you would like to share, you can hit us up at monstersandmixers2 at gmail.com. If you have anything you'd like for us to cover, uh, paranormal or true crime, please send us those suggestions via email or social media. And until next time, we hope that you... You're going to say it? What? Oh, we got to do our sign-off. Oh, my gosh. I, we haven't done it in you so long. You forgot I don't know our sign-off? Oh, my gosh. See you next time when we dive into another terrifying tale and concoct a delicious drink to wash down the horror. Now get out there and meet some ghosts. And make some toasts. Look at you. You do remember. <laughs>